All right, we are live, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. We are back, and I'm here with my new good friend, Erica Lynn. And she says that she is here to help us discover the seven, seven count them, techniques of healing. Is that what you're going to help us do today? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to give you the best that I got today. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well, we shall see. We shall see on this episode of The Authority Project. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, feast your eyes and tune your ears. It's that time again. We are live with another episode of The Authority Project. It's the video podcast streamed on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope, where we talk to digital marketers, business coaches, and creators of all kinds on how they've built authority in their field and how you can mimic their success. Developing authority, building your audience, and attracting better clients to your own business. Now, without further ado, let's bring to the virtual stage your host, Brian S. Arnold. And we are back. This is Brian S. Arnold. And we're here with the Authority Project. You're the project. We want to slap authority to your name so you can sell more of what you're great at. And we are here again with Erica Lynn. And I'm excited to have her on here because she has with us, she has the seven techniques, people, the seven techniques of healing. How are you doing today, Erica? I am wonderful. I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on your show. This is I'm awesome. This is, <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. So um, before we dive in, let's let's go into who you are personally and then professionally. Absolutely. Absolutely. I share my story a lot because I believe in being authentic. Authentic. Yeah. Um, people think that real per- people don't have pain. You know, and a lot of people say to look at you, you don't seem like what you've been through. But the truth is I've been through a lot. Yeah. See, as a little girl, my mom and my dad, they would argue all the time and he would move out. They would get back together, move mm-hmm. out. And so one particular day I came home from school and my dad had moved out and this time he wasn't coming back. So that totally, totally devastated me because I was always looking for him. I would be sitting in the window some days waiting on him to come and he wasn't coming. So as a result of that, I started searching for love in all the wrong places. Mm. I would gravitate to different men, you know, whether I want you to be a uh, interim uncle or interim father, whatever it is, I was looking for that love that I wanted from my dad. Mm-hmm. You know how when your dad takes you on your first date and treat you, teach you how a man is supposed to treat you, right. you know, pull your chair out, open your car door, make you feel like, and tell you that you are beautiful. When your dad, you know, I don't know how many fathers listen to your podcast, but when your dad tells you that you're beautiful, not only do you hear it, but you feel it and you believe it. So that when someone else comes and tell you that you're beautiful and they don't mean you any good, now you have standards. This is how your standards are set. They're set from your fathers. So anyway, we had a neighbor that lived down the street from us. And my mother would say, you know, go wash his dishes. He'll give you a couple of dollars and, um, and I'll go buy ice cream and stuff. So one particular day, she said, have him take you to the grocery store for me. I need some things for dinner. And so he took me to the grocery store. And when we were coming out of the grocery store, I remember getting in the back seat. He says, no, I want you to sit up front with me. And I was like, no, nah, I don't want to. He says, well, you know, he talked me into it. So I got in the front seat and I said, as closest to the door as I could. And he was like, well, why are you sitting so far? I'm like, because I want to enjoy the scenery. He said, oh, that's too far. So he reached over and he grabbed me. He gently pulled me to the middle, you know, as close to him as he could. Because mm-hmm. back then, 
there was no center console right. on the vehicle. It was this one long car. See, the key is they got it made today. But anyway, as a result of that, he began touching me. Because, see, I was sitting there, like, bracing my body and bracing my, my legs and my arms like I was an armor or a fortress. And I was like, he can't penetrate this. Mm. So needless to say, as a 13-year-old girl, I was no defense to a, a grown man. Right. And when he took me home, I took the stuff to my mom, but I never said anything. Um, I kept it in. It festered. It grew. I began running, running from life, running from my problems. I started drinking, smoking, partying, and becoming very promiscuous all at the age of 13. And all of that was a trickle effect. I just ran from everything in my life. I didn't want to face my problems. I didn't want to face my fears. So at the age of 17, I became a stripper. And then later on in that life, I met my first husband at 17. I started having my, my had my first child uh, at 18. I got married at 19 and I stayed in a 10 year abusive marriage. It was verbally abusive, physically abusive. And then I stayed in because, first of all, I wanted the children of my father to, to of, you know, of the kids to be in their lives. I didn't want them to experience the same things that I did as a child, but I just, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to stand up for myself. And after I got out of that marriage, I just went to bad relationship after bad relationship until I said, I definitely have to make a change in my life. What is it that I can do to make a change in my life? I don't want to be on welfare anymore. I don't want to go, you know, get some type of public assistance. I want to change. So I decided to go back to college when I was 35 years old. And when I graduated from college, I was so excited. I said, surely I'm going to make it. I'm going to land that dream job. I'm going to be able to support myself. I'm not going to need anybody for anything. I got this. Well, well what happened was I hit rock bottom. Mm -hmm. I became suicidal. I felt like just throwing in a towel and giving it all up. I just could not go any further. And when I went through my healing journey and my healing process, that is how we got here today. Wow, that's, that's incredible. So, um, so, so, what do you do? What do you? Uh, I, I, it's kind of hard to speak, speak to even go go from that. There's a whole lot there. Um, so, what do you do? Is, I guess that brings on your, your how you how you work yourself professionally um, when you're coaching. How, tell us a little bit a little bit about, about that and how you affect other people's lives. Absolutely. First of all, there are so many people out there that need help on so many different levels. Um, you have the successful CEO, right? Yeah. She's a successful CEO, but she's living the imposter syndrome. What the imposter syndrome is, you're, you're walking around like you're fine, like you got it all together. Mm -hmm. You know, you have a mask on your face and, you, and people see you just like they see me and you. But on the inside, you are dying on the inside. And what I do is I help you to, first of all, let's identify what the reason is that you're dying on the inside. Then we go through your healing process and your healing journey. And it's such a beautiful experience. So this time, when you step back into your realm of being a CEO, you can play bigger. So what I help people do is it's just a simple equation. Heal plus playing big equals playing bigger. So I help people to play bigger than they have ever played before in their lives. Awesome. So let's just dive in there because I, I, I have some other questions, but let's, let's, let's dive into these, these eight techniques of healing. Where do, where do, we, where do we start? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, um, the seven techniques of healing, the word healing is broke down in an ac acronym. 
So it's easy for you to remember. Okay. Each letter is, is a word. So it's heal, educate, take action, leap, inspire, need, and grow. Okay. And so I'll go through two of the techniques for you. So the first one that I always, that's the most important is to heal. How do you heal, Erica? Well, we have to begin to peel back the layers. I need to identify what the root cause is. So if you take, and the reason why I tell my story, because we could use me as an example. When you, when you take my story, you want to figure out what the root cause is. So if we went back to the neighbor touching me, right? We're going to heal me from the neighbor touching me, but then I still got other issues. So if you actually go back to the root cause of where it all started, which was with my father, then we can start from there and heal there and then heal everything along the way. So this way we're touching all the places that mostly hurt. And when you do that, now you have to learn some techniques because when you start digging into people's past or pain, oh, it hurts. It's not beautiful. I get snot and tears and crying. And, you know, and I allow people to, I love on them and allow them to get it out. Because if you don't get it out now, you're continuing to live in this emotional bondage that you have been living in. And that weight from that pain, it slows you down. It weighs you down. It makes you act ugly. It just, it just do all kinds of things to you. And so that's what the first thing that we do. We heal through some tools and techniques that, you know, that we go through. And then um, once we begin to heal and go through some of the other process, I always like to give audience the inspiration. So we're going to jump to inspiration. Okay. Now we've shifted your thought process. Yeah. We're shifting the way that you think about yourself. You've healed. You've moved forward. So what I want everybody to do is I want you to get 10 index cards or either get a sheet of paper and cut it up into 10 squares. Okay. And then I want you to write your own affirmations on them. So I don't want to give you the affirmations because now you're saying what you think I want for you. Okay. I want you to put what you want for yourself. So for example, I'm bold, I'm successful, I'm powerful, I'm healed, I'm a CEO, you know, I got that red bands I want, whatever, whatever it is okay. I want, put it on the, on the cars. And then you place them all around your house, right? And uh, the places that you go every day. So now it's been said that it takes 21 days to form a habit. I don't want you to do it for 21 days. I want you to do it for 30 days, once in the morning and once at night. Because if it takes 21 days to form a habit and you do it for 30 days, now just imagine what you can do. So what happens is now you're saying, I'm bold, I'm successful, I'm powerful, I'm wonderful, I'm healed. So now you begin to feel it, right? Because not only are you just saying it, but you're feeling it. And so now you're digging down into your core and you're pulling it up. And as you begin to belt it out your mouth, now you are shifting your thought process. From the place of hurt to now the place of heal to the place of your future. And now you're moving forward. And when you're moving forward, now you have your head held high because not only are you saying that you're bold, but you're feeling bold. And you know that you belong in that room, that there's a seat at the table for you. And you walking in that room, sitting at that table and you're owning it. But and you and you're owning it without any insecurities because you fix those insecurities that you had, and so that you can move forward. And so all we're doing is helping shift your thought process because I believe in the laws of reciprocity. What you put out in the atmosphere is mm -hmm. what you get out. So if you say yeah. into the atmosphere, I'm beautiful, I'm handsome, I can do all things. Now the atmosphere is saying, yes, you can. And let's walk into it. Let's see what you got. And they're going right. to give it to you. And then doors are going to begin to open in your life. And you walking into your authority. 
I love that. <laughs> I love that because, um, and I, I, I got, I got to be honest. I, I've had some, some misgivings about affirmations, but can you, t- can you tell us why? Maybe tell us why that's so, so important to, to speak it to reality. Because I think some people have have tried affirmations, and they, I, I think, and I, I, I think there's a, you, if you're if you're speaking it but not taking the actual steps to do it. I think you're 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 incongruent. So, sh- should there be something after the talk, after you're after you're saying this stuff out? Is if you're if you're saying it and not doing anything, then then where where is where where is the um, disconnect with 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 that? Well, because so I always tell people after you know within the process, email me, message me, right? Because right. then I give them the next step to to go along with it. Yeah. But when you're saying something. And you're speaking it out your mouth. You're believing it. So now you're changing your subconscious, right? Because all a lot of this, so that what we do is in our subconscious. You know those negative thoughts. Because just imagine, let's take the negative side. Or somebody telling you you're dumb, you're stupid, you're ugly, you're never going to be anything. You're not just you're just a waste of life. And what are you going to do? You're going to walk around feeling like you're dumb, you're stupid. Like you try to talk to a girl, you're going to stumble on your words. You're going to be like whatever. You know, but just imagine your mama telling you every day, you're powerful, Brian. You're wonderful. You can have any woman you want. You can do anything. You can start a business. You can accomplish anything that you want. Now you stepping out because not only did she implant this in your brain, you believe it. And so you're walking into it. So this is the same as you don't need somebody else to to empower you, you empower yourself. So after you empower yourself, you must take action. So for example, if you want to start a a company, start speaking it into existence and actually take the steps. Go and register them. First of all, the first step you do is pick a name. What do you want your company to be called? (laughs) And then then if you say you don't know what steps to take, there's professionals that help you along the way. We at Google, Google tell you everything. Everything is Googleable. But what I'm saying is when you speak it, you believe it, you see it and you walk in it and you own it. Don't just say it and not own it. When you begin to own it, it just brings something out. See, I have to close my eyes because I always feel it. It just brings something out inside of you because yeah. you begin digging deeper down. You know, I always say the little cushy part in your belly <laughs> where you feel the butterflies. Yeah, That's where your light is. Yeah. That's where the power is that's inside of you. And the more and more that you say it, the more and more that power comes out in you and it just bam blows the world. And it and then right. now you're like, wow, I'm a successful CEO. Wow, I can't believe I'm an entrepreneur. Wow, look at all, look at all these clients that I have. And then you begin moving in alignment, and you always have to reach out for the professionals. That's just as simple as that. Because somebody out there knows more than you. So just imagine what a mentor is going to teach you. Now you want to take it a step further than what you have already taken it before. And, and if anything else, it's just simple to do. It's not. It doesn't take much to do at all. So why not, right? <laughs> at least yeah. give it, give it, give, give it some, give it, you know, a chance to to to, you know, build something within within you. Is I mean, you can talk. You can anybody can talk. <laughs> how long? How much does it take to do that? So I I love that. I love that. Are there any other techniques you want to share um, after that? I know, yeah. 
Well, because we're going out of sync, I uh, mean, right. out of order. But again, I spoke on taking action, and action is what you um, clarify. And I always say, why do you heal? And why do you educate yourself on what you need yeah. if you're not going to do anything about it? Yeah. So you must take action, whatever that is. Whatever that action is for you, you have to take action. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a part in my book that I wrote, and it talks about uh, a person that wanted to get to the top level. And they see all these other people coming down off the escalator that have been to the top level, but they go to the elevator and, and they can't get on because they're not ready. But then they finally get an appointment after they went and did the work that they needed to do. And so now when they get on the escalator and they're going up to the top, they're prepared and they're ready. So it's going to take work. You can't just get from A to Z. You have to be willing to do the work in between in order to get to Z. And so that means you must take action. Yeah. I think that's that's the problem. People, people, are looking at the top and they want to get to the top just like in one big step, but there's so many different steps in between. Just maybe, maybe look at the first step first <laughs> and you'll go from there. It's just like anything in life that you do. Right. So, yes. so yes. L- let me ask you this then. Why is it so important to get over your past? Ooh, let me tell you, I can give you so many examples. <laughs> and, and I like to give this one because most men can relate to this. And I hear okay. it all a lot. Okay. So you're in the kitchen and you're talking to your girlfriend or your wife or whatever. Okay. And then all of a sudden she just blows up at you. And you're like, whoa. Just yesterday, you were, we were fine. We laughing and giggling and loving on each other this morning. But then all of a sudden, where is this coming from? Mm. Well, what happened was you did something, you said something, yeah. and it triggered her. Yeah. You said, well, you don't even know what the triggers are. She don't even know what the triggers are. And the reason that is, is because she's never fixed the issues from her past. Yeah. You see, so this is the illustration how it goes. When you have brokenness, abuse, depression, uh, battered, you know, somebody belittled you. Uh, you were hurt, injured, um, you got fired from a job, you went through a divorce. You know, there's countless of scenarios that I can name, you know, that cause you to be hurt. Well, that's a broken foundation, right? So your foundation is broke, it's cracked. You got a crack in it. So now, instead of healing from it, you're going through everyday life, right? So the divorce man says, I'm not going to heal. I'm just going to get me a new wife. Bam, he had that onto his foundation. Mm. You know, the, the depressed woman, she mm-hmm. says, no, I'm not going to get therapy. I'm just going to get another job. I'm going to do something else and add that on there. So everything in life we add on, new marriages, new jobs, school, uh, car notes, houses, just things. We pound it on, you know, and one day your crack foundation gives way and it come crashing down. Mm-hmm. And as a result of the crashing down, then you get examples of her blowing up. Me hitting rock bottom, rock bottom with my depression. People becoming suicide, you know, not being able to move forward. Men not wanting to get another wife because of the experience that he had with one, you know, with his past wife, uh, mm-hmm. vice versa. One. So when you go to relationships, if you don't heal from the past, all you're doing is bringing in that same old broken, hurt and pain into a new relationship. So you bring old things into something new. 
But when you heal from it, you left that in the past. Now you're coming into this relationship, whole, open, new, and you're ready to love this person for who they are and what they do, not from what somebody else did. So that is why it is so important to heal so that you can move forward from the past and not constantly move backwards. And if you look back, it's only to say, man, look how far I've came. I've come a mighty low. Thank you, Jesus. That's what, you ever see the ladies in church? They be like, "Oh, thank yeah. you." See, that's what yeah. they thank God because all that stuff that was in right. their past, you right. know. <laughs> yes. Uh, so that's that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, it just is this isn't the same thing, but it just it just reminds me of of me and my experiences, um, not my personal, but my business experiences a bit with with partners in my past, and it's just like. I was, I see my, I saw myself being taken advantage of a couple of times, and I'm just like, I can't see myself right now. I'm maybe, maybe not ever, but it, it feels like, I, I think the big word is trust, right? Can I trust myself in that situation again, right? Because okay. I've been taken advantage of. I feel like I, I feel like I could have been further along in many situations. So now, just like I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna do it all myself. You know what I'm saying? It's just gonna be me, and I'll, I'll be I'll be fine. You know, and I, and I think a lot of people are like that. It's like they they've trusted in so many different things that didn't pan out or really came to hurt them. So the trust factor in trying to get trying to re you know re-engineer your your mind to to that is a struggle. So how how does one you know, like? And I think that reached into it in, even in your decisions to, to doing a business. Like, how can I, I, you know, I can't trust these people. Who, I can't trust my customers. I can't trust anybody. <laughs> you know, so, so how does one get over that part where their experiences kind of, you know, they think it's teaching them a lesson, but is it also, you know, tearing them, tearing them apart because they, they can't go any for, they can't go forward because of it? Well, I do want to know. What lessons did you learn from? Did did you honestly learn a lesson from those relationships that you went through that broken? Yeah, speak up, <laughs> speak up. Um, and I, I know a friend of mine said you need to. He said, he said you need to um, speak up for yourself. And okay. I was that was my biggest issue. I let things go too much. Like I just let it go. I mean, you'll be able. You you know, he'll he'll do the right thing eventually, or she'll do the right thing. Whatever. Right. Me, but and I let things go, and I shouldn't have. Right. I should have spoke up early and often, and I didn't. Right, passive, passive, passive. Yeah, that's okay. you could, yeah. you know, he was all yes. there at one point. <laughs> that's but that's that's a big thing for me being yeah. passive aggressive. Yeah, right. And so we so we would, we would I would break you from that, mm. but I would show you how. Yeah. Okay. And so it's a process. Like I couldn't break you right now today. Right. 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 right, right. That and show how not to be uh, passive. But what I do always say is it is important to learn a lesson. If you do not learn that lesson, God is funny. He make you repeat that same experience again. I know people don't want to look at it like that. But if you sit back and you think about in your mind, how many times did you have to go through that same experience? It was just a different person, the same experience. Okay. And so being with women that, or, you know, your partner and, um, and you're not speaking up, 
Now you done got out of that relationship and you got into another one and then you still didn't speak up. Yeah. So now you still now you carrying over because yeah. I should have because now y'all talking. I should have and you yeah. mad at what the last person did. Yeah. But if you fix it from before you even went into a new relationship, I promise you, first of all, your standards will be different. You won't see the red flags when they come in. You go in the first date conversations, the first red flags that you see, now your standards are going to be raised to the, oh no, I can't do this. And you're going to tell, and you're going to be very clear about it because I always say you teach people how to treat you. And if you don't teach them how to treat you, they're not going to do you any old kind of way. So if you set your standards in the beginning and you, by speaking up, then you wouldn't have those problems. And once you do it one time, it's like a drug when you do it. (laughs) And then you see how, Ooh, Ooh, that felt good. They, they actually respect me. They actually, you know, uh, Oh, I'm going to try this again. Yeah. And then you then you'll begin to do it repetitively. I, I I tell you something personal about me. I used to always say I want to have business relationships with men, but I don't know how because when I would talk to men, they wouldn't look at me here. They would yeah. look at me down here, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I said, well, how do I break that? I said, do I walk around? with a card on my forehead that says she's a freak or something? You know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And so I prayed about it, but I went through my healing process because you got to think about it. I was a stripper. I did a whole lot of things. So my natural aura that I gave off was probably like, ooh, you know, right, right. I had to learn how to, to, to do differently. And I could only learn that once I healed, then I could begin to hear things differently and I could perceive yeah. things. And then I had to practice. I'm not even going to lie. I had to practice. And so now going forward. I do business with men all over the world. And yeah, mm-hmm. even if they think it, they ain't going to open up their mouth and disrespect me and say it. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so, right. so that's the same with you. You got to do things differently. Learn, learn, really identify the reason why you're so passive. Once we figure out why, what happened to you? See, something happened to you in your life that caused you to be that way. You didn't mm-hmm. just wake up that way and say, I'm passive. Something happened to you back in the past. So your your issue is goes deeper than those relationships. And that's what I'm trying to express to everyone. The mm-hmm. things that, that you're stating to me, it goes deeper. And I know you can't tell me here on the show how deep it is. But if mm-hmm. it was just me and you, I'm going to pull it out of you. Right. I'm going to show you how to um, heal from it and, and move forward. And then yeah. we techniques that help balance you out along the way. And I, I think this is great. I know but people might not get the correlation maybe with, with business, but I, I don't think there's any difference between personal and business. I think they're highly connected, <laughs> um, very highly connected. Uh, I, I, I always hate the phrase when it says it's, it's not personal, it's business. No, there's no such thing. Anything, anything that's, anything that's happen, happening with your business is going to be personal for you. Because your business is failing, then you gotta you gotta find some. It's gonna affect you, your family, your generations. So, um, money is money is a big thing. So, I always say, I mean, business is always personal, and vice versa. So, if it's, it's going to affect how you how you how you get out there, how you promote yourself, and those those kind of things. And if you're still getting that, like you're saying, Erica, there's something still in your past that you haven't overcome. It's going to affect it. So this is this is a great it's a great talk. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, 
I have I have one last question for you, if you don't mind, if you have time. Because um, I, I wish we I wish we go a little further because I know you, you got a lot to offer here. Well, let me let me finish up with this question. I ask this all of all my guests. It goes something like this: People are are listening to you now. They're watching you now, and they want to know. You know, they have similar interests, maybe similar goals, similar paths, and they want to know um, how they can maybe use their story to help others, just like yourself. How can they be an authority in this space of doing what you're doing? Oh, that's an easy one. Okay. You simply have to tell your story the first time. Yeah. See, the first, see, before you get it out, now you're like, you're afraid, you're sad, you're crying, whatever it is, it just holds so much weight. But the more you tell your story, the more you're releasing yourself out of that emotional bondage because that takes the weight off of it. So I'll give you one example. How did I begin my healing process of taking the weight off of my story? I call my children because I wrote the book. And when you read the book, it tells you about some of these things I did, me stripping the pains, the abuse, it tells you all of this in the book. So, of course, the kids didn't know this about their father because I protected them and shielded them for so long. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I called my kids. They were two of them were living in Taiwan. And I called them and I said, started telling them about what happened. So your mama was a stripper. Your mama did this, 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 that, you know. <laughs> and my son said, mama, I got your back. Anybody do something to you? I got you. I was like, wow. And so that began taking the weight off of those secrets that I've been holding. Then I had a talk with my youngest son. He was like, mama, I got you. I'll fight it, you know, and I'll fight somebody. They mess with my mama. So that allowed me to, that began that my freeing process, that began in my process. And so then I just got freer and shared it and shared it and shared it. And so I had to learn how to, I'll tell you this, once I fully healed, now I can tell you the story the way that you hear it today. You hear my story that you heard from me today was of a woman that has healed. But you can tell the difference from a person from a person that has healed than a person that is still going through their healing process. Because when you're still going through that healing process and you tell those little parts of the story, then you still cringe. You might cry. You know, you really feel that emotional. But when you heal from it and you released it, I'd be like, listen, if that food come this way again, I got something for him. <laughs> but this can this also equates to your business. And I know you, people say, well, what does this have to do with business? And, and I'm glad you said that because I wanted to touch on it. When you go into the office, right, and you are a, a CEO, you're the manager, Whatever it is you're running, you're you're an entrepreneur because this is what everybody's here. They're entrepreneurs. So now you still hurt and depressed. You're not following through with the leads. You're not you're not um, completing tasks in a timely manner. You're not effectively running your team like you're doing. You half I can't because you half in it. Yeah. <laughs> and so, <laughs> but when you heal, now your team sees a boss. That is happy, that is stable, that is delivering, that is not just uh, working hard without being, you know, productive, but is also able to pour all of these things out to their team. And so, again, let's go back to the equation that I said before. Healing 
plus playing big equals playing bigger. So you have to heal and play big in order to play the biggest that you've ever played before in your life. So if you tell me healing don't count, it does. It really absolutely matters. And I want to hear from everybody that say, okay, Erica, I decided to play big and I decided to heal. Look at the results. It equates to uh, you losing weight. Because now, like you say, okay, well, I'm running a successful company. But what if you run a successful company? Now you you have uh, pains about overeating or undereating. That affects you. You have to heal every part of you, your mind, your body, and your soul. And then it pours out into your everyday life. It pours out into your business. It pours out into the way that you're going to guide and change the world. It's just the way it is. Like you can't, there's no getting around. I mean, I can give you some examples of some big leaders that we have right now, right? And (laughs) he got areas in his life that he needs to fix. And you see, because he didn't fix those areas, look how it happened to the world. But you know, you you get Madrid. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I, I I love I love the message. I love your story. Um, I hope everybody has gotten a, uh, and I know they will because we'll be playing this over. So, um, great, incredible, incredible content and 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 telling your story and being so being so um, amazing with it and helping us with the, with these with this time. You know, because I, I think right now even. For the, for this year, it's just, it's just a really a good time to heal. Like a lot of people are in in that, that boat of, of healing. So, yeah, great stuff. I appreciate you. Please tell people where they can find you after the show. Absolutely, you guys can go to my website, ericalynnspeaks dot com. That's E R I C A a C, not a K. C A L Y N N S P E A K S dot com. And I'm on social media. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and my YouTube channel, all under Erica Lynn Speaks. Awesome. That is great. Um, I have nothing else. This is this has been awesome. Um, people, go check her out. She's amazing. She is amazing. And I am done. I have only one thing to, to tell you right now is just to make sure you go to the authorityletter.com. Get on that list. We help you build your authority platform. I have a video series of three incredible small short videos that were should be impactful for helping you build your authority platform. Go there now um, or text We Are Live at 44222 and get there. Um, otherwise, I, I am good. I am, I am full. I'm not sure about anybody else, but I am full um, from this show. Uh, do you have any final words before we get out of here, Erica? Uh, the most important message. When life comes slapping you in the face and throwing you blows, the most important thing that I can say to you is always remember to take one step beyond yourself. Never quit and never give up. I love it. That's good. It's good enough for me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, everybody. Take care. Remember, build it, share it, and they will come. Be blessed. And we'll see you on the next episode. We're out. And that's a wrap for this episode of The Authority Project. Thanks so much for tuning in. And if you like what you heard, we want to hear from you. Subscribe, rate, and give an honest review. Share and tell your friends so they can hear too. And for even more authority-building tactics, be sure to sign up at theauthorityletter.com. Get free weekly content and ongoing digital product giveaways to help you on your entrepreneurial journey. 
We certainly hope you got a key takeaway or maybe an aha moment from today's broadcast. Just remember, it's your authority. Build it, share it, and they will come. Until next time.